0: The Backdoor GA podcast for 2023 is now brought to you by Steve Motor Group. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, visit stevemotorgroup.ie. We are now delighted to announce our second sponsor of the podcast. Harper Finley, our professional service recruitment company operating nationwide and are dedicated to helping people find their dream job. The Backdoor GA podcast for 2023 is now brought to you by Steve Motor Group. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, visit steedmotorgroup.ie.
1: So delighted now to be joined by former Galway senior footballer Sean O'Dapir and former Westmead senior footballer Jerry Egan to look ahead to Galway versus Westmead uh, this Saturday in round two of the All Outing Series in Group 2 at 5 o'clock in Mullingar. Uh, the game not being streamed on RT or GA go. So we very much a uh, big crowd expected in Mullingar this weekend. Just before we do get into that game, uh Sean you were obviously on TG duty on Friday there, uh Goethe Mayo in the minor final.
0: The minors just coming up
1: uh short in the end in that two goals really from Mayo in the second half just ultimately proved to be the difference.
2: Yeah, I so yeah, and like you know, you couldn't say it but say that Mayo deserved to win on the night. And um, it was the second match between them in the championship this year. Galway had beaten them in an earlier uh, round robin fixture by a point down in Casabara, which was a great win. But and you know, I suppose the 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 Galway management, you know, don't don't like to make excuses. But to be fair to them. Um, probably go his most effective player, Sean Welch. Um, I mean, he wasn't a factor in the game the last day at all. Um, he was taken off after 10 minutes. Um, it looks like he's gone for the season. Um, you know, a problem with his knee. So he was a huge loss because, you know, a lot of the play goes through him. Um, and then on top of that, we'd say the top scorer against Mio in the earlier round, Jack Kenahan from Toom Stars, he as far as I'm aware broke his collarbone in training. So you're down two of your forwards. And then we'll say Shay McGlinchey, the captain, and if you like, you know apart from Sean Welch and maybe Charlie Cox, the 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 leader on the team, um, you know, there was rumors going around that he was injured before the game and okay, he had his kind of Purple patch in the first half where he scored two points, you know, in the space of 10 minutes. But apart from that, he was very quiet. So, you know, I suppose the big challenge now that they have is, you know, they're playing Derry on Saturday week. Um, It's their first loss of the season. So how are they going to deal with that? Um, I mean, last year, you know, the same minor management was there and... They were beaten comprehensively in the kind of final by Mayo. But, you know, they turned it around to play Dublin in the quarterfinal and bet them. Um, so it can be done. And if you look back at, we'd say, the minor results, we'd say, in the last few years, you know, when they since they brought in this new format um, where you have your quarterfinals, you know, the the... The champions of each province sometimes, you know, they because they're so young, they find it difficult to deal with being champions and then, you know, being favourites then for a quarterfinal. So that's kind of there's no pressure on Galway, and um, you know, I, you know, looking in from the outside, uh, Derry probably will be favourites. So you know, um, you know, I wouldn't discount Galway at all, but you know, it is a challenge. Yeah, uh, and just on. On the result, I
1: suppose there still is a lot of positives to take away from the performance. Obviously, they didn't get the results. and as you said, they're like last year they lost Mayo twice and they're able to come back. So, if, uh, it's it's definitely not a write off of their season at all now whatsoever. Like they can definitely recover from this; it's definitely manageable. Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah. And I like I actually when I knew I was coming on, I I um you know I got the program from last Friday so I'm just looking at you know the, the squad here in front of me and you know there's some serious players in that Galway team Uh, you know I'm just Ross Cohn at six there I mean he's a Rolls Royce of a footballer yeah looks very um, nice. Yeah, super player and Vinnie Gill there cornerback was his first start I think for you know for a bit and you know probably a bit rusty he got a red card but you know it's just I think it was two yellow so he'll be okay Um, and then up front um, you know I'm a great I'm a big fan of Kieran Mulhern, centre forward, you know, very rangy player, um, you know, very good left foot. I suppose by his own standards, he, he was, you know, he was quieter than usual the last day. Um, he missed kind of a reasonably easy free that would have put Galway three points up at the start of the second half. So, you know, he's a guy that um you know could be a match winner for Galway. So, you know, like there is there is there's a lot there to to work on. And, of course, I have to give, I suppose, a mention, a special mention to uh, Finan O'Connella from... What a goal. What a goal. I mean, what a pass. Uh, and, and he did well to, you know, to gather the ball. But then the little shimmy bought him a half-second of 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 space and he buried it. So, like, his family are steeped in Caro. Jay, his father, I would have played with him, and his three uncles, Jer, Peter and Colin. So, you know, they're football mad and whilst the result didn't go uh Galway's way, I'm sure they were delighted, you know, with his with his contribution.
1: Yeah, and as we we're saying, there are a number of positives to take away from that. Uh minor team as Sean Obe mentioned that there's Derry in the All-Ireland quarterfinal on Saturday week uh, so that's definitely a game to look forward to for the group and they'll be looking to rebuild and recover and try and progress in to the All-Ireland semi-final uh, former Westmead footballer Jerry Egan also with us Jerry, when the sun's out on an evening like this evening are you, are you missing the county game?
3: No I'd much rather be here now it's not I don't know I suppose just uh... I know my might come in as well but um, suppose when you just make your mind up that's it and I had my mind made up last year that regardless of what happened it was kind of my last year because just the body couldn't handle the load anymore and I suppose I was nearly two years nearly preparing for kind of retirement you know Um, I did my cruise in 2019 I kind of came back too early a common mistake of nearly most GA players and just never really kind of recovered right. And I'm kind of type of uh, I'm either all in or I'm not. And I was stepping over that a lot of And okay, uh, to be honest, I was nearly in pain every every transaction without this. So the enjoyment was going over it as well. So, um, obviously, the big days, you would missed them, as you said, the sunshine. But from an overall point of view, we know it's the right thing to do, to step away and, you know, I'd be only in there on reputation, nearly more than form, right? So, you're preventing a young lad from from getting um, minutes and you know experience in high profile games. You know? How's the body now? I thought it'd be better, it's not. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, just ah, oh, it's good looking. Said from a club point of view, um, you can kind of pick and choose your your sessions, but it's still be trained relatively hard. It just I like the whole. I suppose when you, when you're involved in such a professional outfit for 13 12 13 years it's kind of old habits die hard, you know. So I I do like to just get into the gym, do running and um I'm enjoying the new challenge of club in relation to pushing them on a bit further. Um we've lost five county finals, nearly a shame to say, in the last 12 13 years. So trying to put huge focus on that and time and effort and experience and bringing the young guys through. So it's a different challenge um, and it's not as strenuous on the body, you know.
1: You talked just there about a crucial injury you obviously suffered and just that this was going to be your final year just, just with the way your body was. When you go back to the club, is it just maybe that, obviously when you're in Westmead, it's such a high intensity, it's so demanding. Is it just when those intensity levels go down how you're able to kind of manage better through club
3: yeah just it's a load of management Um put it this way out, like when you're starting just say on, on your county team you have to be training every single night and I was in fairness I went in kind of late into the panel last year and just I had other commitments at the time and fairness Jack showed a lot of faith in me and threw me kind of straight in from, from where I go and I kind of I was grateful, but I didn't manage the load well. As in, I just went from zero to a hundred. Even though I was doing a lot of work behind the scenes, there's no comparison being out on the pitch and twisting and turning and all the rest. So um I said I played a start first two or three games, wasn't playing well. Going to the kind of the middle of the and Cup and, and I rang Jack and I just said, I have to take a step back here. Um I said, I can't manage the load, body's breaking down, giants are paying me so I said look I'd be more than happy to come on as a sub you know I can only pick my training sessions here and there so all those kind of factors fed into the decision of saying look here I'm walking away this is time to go and just getting back to the point as well that from a training from a club perspective the demand isn't as is high the body can recover a little bit better I can manage myself a little bit better they know what they expect to be down there as well so as I said I am enjoying it it's kind of more of a a mental challenge down there because you're really getting frustrated. At, why aren't the lads putting in the same effort as I'm putting in? Do you know what I
1: mean? So I'm enjoying it. I really, am enjoying it. Have you been able to go to Westmead games, or has it been hard? I went. I, I, I haven't
3: gone to as many as I should have went. I put it that way. Um, I went to two of them. <laughs> um, planning to go into the garden again now. This again. Um, so. But obviously, I, I watched the game last week and didn't get off to, to it. I have been watching it closely. I was following the Low game on Twitter and to you know something, it's actually easier to play than following the game because at least you have some sort of a control on the game. But um, I, honest God, I, I just want the lads to do well in there and form to the best they can. And, and like, if, as I said, if I walked away this year and the lads went to in Leinster, there'd be no regrets there whatsoever. You know, I'm a huge fan of Westmead Ga
1: and that's it Galway Westmead obviously the the main event round two of the All-Ireland series as I mentioned uh, earlier on Sean Og it's it's a it's a big weekend for Galway it's another game where they're dealing with this expectation as real All-Ireland contenders it's it's a huge chance now this weekend for Galway to put themselves in a great position to be a seed one
2: yeah I think so um you know, obviously, Westmead put in a superb performance last weekend against Armagh. And, um, you know, they were unlucky and um, the goal was fortuitous, kind of a hanging ball. And then it's very difficult to, you know, when the momentum is with Armagh and they're at home and every score. Then after that, you know, the home crowd and all that. So... Like I, I, I didn't see the game um, live, but I've seen it since. And you know the thing that struck me about Westmead is, you know, well, you know, I, I don't I don't mean this now. Like, like they looked they looked very comfortable in, we'd say the company that they were keeping, as in like Armagh have been at the start of the year you know, they've been touted in in certain circles as being, you know, very dark horses for in All-Ireland. And, you know, that was the thing that struck me, as in, like, Westmead were physically, you know, tactically, you know, they were on a par. Um, And I suppose the big challenge for them is, are they able to repeat that? Um, I think as well, you know, for me, because, like, I know them, I played with him. Um, he he travelled to Australia in 1999. He was only I'd say he was only 18 or 19 years of age on the Compromise Rules team. So he was the 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 baby of the group. But just the way he carried himself, and um, you know, very, um, you know, comfortable in his own skin, very confident, you know, without being arrogant, um, as a as a footballer, and and you know the way they say that a team reflects the manager's personality. Well, that was the thing that struck me watching Westmead. You know, they played with confidence. Um, and again, like, you know, there's some there's some very good players on that team. I mean, you know, once again, you know, John or John Heslin, you know, he kind of he does really, really brilliant stuff. And, you know, he's kept his standards um high. Um, you know, these past few years now, you know, he, he had, um, you know, he, he was a great uh, Sigerson player, um, you know, earlier in his career. But he's, you know, he's maintained those standards. And we say the likes of um, Luke McLaughlin, you know, they're, they're great players. So the, the challenge for them, for Westmead, is to repeat that. Um, the cat is out of the bag, really. You know, Galway have been warned. Um, Westmead have you know have had seven days Whereas go've had two weeks since Tyrone yeah. um, I think that could be a factor um you know because you can you know after the win against Tyrone you can kind of come down and build and you know focus on 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 the Westmead game so you know from a goway point of view um where Galway at the minute for you Sean up? oh I think they're they're ticking along nicely, um. Uh, you know, there's no point in, in in, you know, producing nine out of ten performances at this time of the year. It's not that they're doing it on purpose, but uh, or you know, not producing nine out of ten performances. Even though I suppose you know the Cardiff final against Ligo, was, you know, they were they were classy enough to be honest. That you know they did the business, but. Would say against Tyrone it was just a kind of a very business like performance and uh, there was no kind of um you know ha- you know real highlights as such and um I suppose a lot of the players played reasonably well but you know it was it was just a business like performance so like I'm very happy with the way they're going. Um I think you know if if Galway are to be contenders for the All Ireland Saturday is a game that you know they have to be winning. Um, you know, because I suppose from a conference point of view, if you were to go up to you know Molingar and lose, um, you know, I think it would take a bit of the shine off off Galway. But I, I'm I'm you know quite happy with the way they're going, and I'm looking forward to the day that Tierney Comer. Welsh, Burke, that they all give an eight, nine out of 10 performance because we have not seen that yet. I don't want to see it on Saturday, but when we see it, you know, I think we'll be very, very hard to beat.
1: Jared, things you definitely don't want to see it on Saturday.
2: <laughs> no, definitely not. No, it's, it's, <laughs>
3: he's right though. And it's, I suppose, when you look at the top teams though, they had three or four forwards. And I think whoever gets over the finish line this year, if it would be them three or four forwards, whoever comes to the fore at the right time will get over the line. And we'll just say, I suppose we had a shootout between Clifford and, and Shane Wallace last year. Do you know what I mean? But if you had the likes of Tierney or... or What do you call him, Your full forward? Yeah, if you had one more just firing on that day, it could have been enough to get you over the line. Do you know what I mean? And... Um it's the same with Dublin, it's the same with all these teams. If if they, they have to come right at the right time, and if they do, as you said, there's there's X factor in that forward line, Sean, no. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sure, what have you made so far of watching going on this year?
3: Um, you was a phrase there, Sean. Business like I think, as you said, they haven't set the world alight by any stretch of the imagination. They stick to a process, they're all very, very comfortable in the ball. They're a massively physical side. They're a huge side. Um, all very comfortable in said. and then they have such X factor from, you could say, their half back line to their full forward line that if you shut down just say their full forward line, you could have McDade or you might you might have Sean Kelly or your midfielders there that are chipping in with three or four points. So, like, they have threats all over the field, and I do think they have progressed from last year. I suppose they nearly came a little bit under the radar. Um, so I've been very, very impressed with them. And I think there's funny enough, they're actually still kind of under the radar there. They're, everyone's still talking about Kerry and Derry and Dublin and all these sides. And I said, I think they were the only side in any of the provincial finals that actually got um, a win. I know there was a couple of draws. Derry drew, um, Dublin drew, Kerry were bet. Do you know what I mean, we were like so. Um, they have a very strong panel. I know I'm promoting. Them. I'm nearly, I'm nearly, I nearly, I <laughs> nearly have the, I know, I nearly have another medal on their neck. we like, I'm only pointing out the things that are visible there for everyone. You know, and they're just, they're just, they're, they're very, very, um, they're very good now at the moment. They don't have any huge injuries, and yeah. they'll be hard stopped.
2: And can I just one thing there, Paul? Uh, Ger mentioned about their physicality. And um, we, I'm just showing my age now, we had a 25-year wave uh, down at the county Finals, so things were running behind schedule. And we were out on the pitch uh, in our suits when they ran out onto the pitch and they ran past us, right? Now, you know, I know one or two of them, you might, you know, bump into them in the street in their, in their civvies, but they were like a herd of buffalo. You could nearly feel the ground shaken as they ran by and, you know, we, we were just looking at each other and we were like just gobsmacked. They're just massive. You know, when the jerseys are tight on them, they're just bulging and they're all, you know, height-wise as well. You know, Matty Tierney's six foot plus. um You know, John Maher's a big man. Conroy's a big man. Comer is, is huge. And, um, you know, they're, they are killing McDade, you know, huge, huge Peter men. Cook. So, yeah, Peter Cook, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like that's 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 certainly something in their favor. And I know the game has gone, you know, obviously in terms of preparation that it lends itself to, you know, big guys like that. But you know, they're just they're just very impressive physically. Just on that channel again. If remember, just from
1: the team that did start against Tyrone. It's it's very hard to know will Jack Lynn play um this weekend after the belt he did take from Frank Burns. Um, yeah. That's the only really change you probably expect to see and Colin Sweeney came on for him and was just sensational against Tyrone. He really did turn that game in the head. So if you're looking at any changes, that is probably one of the only changes that we might see this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um like, Go- or, Porrick has a, has a bigger deck of cards to, to, to use than he had last year. So, he has those options. Um, I think, between guys coming back like, um, Peter Cook and fellas making progress, you know, you have about six or seven extra players than what he had last year. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Sweeney did very well when he came on for Jack Glynn. But, it, you know, it depends, you know, they're going to sit down and they're going to look at the Westmead team and they'll, you know, they'll pick horses for courses type of thing. Um, I mean, uh, like Jack and Johnny McGrath in the two corners, you know, they're they're fabulous players. Um, you know, they're just so tigerish. Um, and the, the, the only, I suppose, you know, you hear people talking height-wise, and what's going on about all the six-footers, they, they're, they're not, you know, very tall. So it is a possible area where Galway could be exploited. Um, but it's it's good to know that Owen Kelly is very close to, you know, being fully yeah. fit. And I know would he played s- for Mike Colin in the league, so he's, he's close to coming back. He's close to coming back. So he would be a guy that I think will feature at some point. And if... if if you are, you know, intending on using him if Galway get to the latter stages, well, it's, you know, you need to be using him at this point. So, you know, he could be a guy that, you know, he could be a, somebody that they could just drop into the line out for, uh, for Saturday. But, um, you know, any other changes? Um, Maybe Robert no. Finnerty's come in.
1: Um, you just don't know. He's kind of been coming on, coming off. So he could he could possibly break into the team.
2: Yeah, and it was interesting the last day as well against Tyrone. We said Tom O'Connor got uh, the whole second half, which you know he he was a guy that was only been brought in maybe for the last five ten minutes. So you know, I'm not saying they're going to start him the next day, but certainly he's he's a guy that uh, they think a lot of if they're bringing him in at halftime against Tyrone. And of course, go on, yes, Roger.
3: No, just do you think that goal will go down fully respecting Westmead or will they maybe roll in three or four changes and say, right, OK, these lads need a few minutes?
2: Well, you see, it's not that they wouldn't respect Westmead, but, you know, Porik has previous on this. So, like, we only have to look at the, the goalkeeping situation, the, the big game against Common in Hyde Park in the Connacht uh, semi-final. I mean, we, we, we put Bernie Power in goal. So it's not, and obviously Porick fully respects Roscommon, it's not that, you know, by, by throwing in maybe the likes of Owen Kelly, um, whomever, or Tomo, or, you know, that they disrespect Westmead. It's just, you know, I think, um, you know, it just gives them, it gives them experience uh, without weakening the team. You know, so no, there's no, and you know, the, like I said earlier, the cat is out of the bag. I mean, your performance against uh, Armagh, yeah. you know, Galway would be absolutely uh, off out of their out of their minds if they didn't uh, treat this game with anything but the utmost um, care. Yeah, particularly with the way the all in series has been so
1: fair, you can't really take your eye off the ball. The game has been so close, and Jarrod, what the uh, mood like in Westmead? Um, obviously coming up short against Dermot on Saturday, one thirteen to one twelve. Is it a positive step forward or is it more so that's one Westmead should have won? I
3: think it's a bit of both. Um, Definitely, they were the better side for the game. Um, they were very, very unlucky. As you said, a high ball into the square. Um, I think it was the one time that a high ball within Kevin McGuire was in full back lane. And... Um, Kevin has just, he was on Reading and Neil that he takes out basically their best player the opposing team for the last 12, 13 years. His huge presence in and around the square. Um, but I think being honest, I suppose from Westmead supporters point of view, we're probably anxious going up to Armagh. It's a hard place to go and get a result. And we're kind of saying, Jesus, anything could happen up here. So from a performance point of view, um, I thought they execute everything they wanted to for sixty minutes. They can control the ball. Um, we've struggled against Northern teams, you know, for years now. Um, just the way to set up their system and all the rest. So it was good to actually see us controlling the ball, kicking the holes, breaking down a blanket defense. Um, another thing I just I'll add to it as well, I suppose, from. Armagh's point of view it's the emotion from playing in, in a provincial final as well uh, I, I've played in a couple of them now obviously I never got as close as, as Armagh did to beating Derry um, but to bring yourself back up to play again it's difficult you know so it's emotionally draining and Sean um, Oag referred to it there regarding just say the two week break for Galway and the week break for Westmead their big challenge now will be to dust themselves down reset, refocus, and to putting their big performance in. They're on their home soil, So hopefully that will give them the energy to be a big crowd. It'll be a sunny day. So um but I do think the lads walked out there saying you know something we can mix it with these these teams. And um, I just hope they can they can they can develop that and they can push on this weekend and have a right go right good goal Galway.
1: You know? Jared, just on that, there's obviously I tried to say last year after the Talton Cup and it was a a huge win for you and there was real momentum with Westmead building. But like, what's the perception now? Do you feel these players are 100% good enough to be competing at this level? I think everyone, well, I
3: suppose last year uh, you get the exposure from the Talton Cup that you see these players... Um, in action, in Crow Park and high-profile games, where if that, um, we'll say, a secondary competition wasn't in place, you wouldn't get to see them. And there is fabulous footballers in Westmead. We got to see that last weekend. Um, We've brilliant forwards. you We're know, athletic side, fairness. And uh, an interview there last week with the Independent, and they said to me, they were like, um, have they made the step, or do you think the Tattling Cup was, was um, good to them? Well, I think these three games will tell a lot to see. Right? Okay, Salvin Cup does work. They've played high profile games. They've performed in them. They can mix it with the best of them. And like, we were we were one high ball away from getting a huge result away from home going into this weekend, all the play for. So, answering your question and getting away from it as well, a lot will be a lot will be told in the next couple of games. And I just hope that the big performance is in and that. You know, they keep plugging away and plugging away and I said it start, started when the group was met out, obviously a difficult group, that was going to ground to the last day probably against Tyrone, so it would be great to have something to play for in you know, a neutral venue against own you know. It, it, even if Tyrone beat Armagh, it'll still probably go head to
1: head against Westmead and Tyrone, you know. Yeah. Does Cusack Perry play a factor? If you're looking on from the Sunday game, looks real tight, the Dun is behind one of the goals. Does it play a factor, do you feel, if you get? I suppose it is a
3: tight field, yeah. Um, it probably plays into Galway's hands more than Westmead, to be honest, because um, just from the sheer physical size. Um, so Westmead will have to be very, very composed on the ball. Um, don't be breathing life into Galway with turnovers. So, um, But I think home advantage is going to play a huge factor by the end of this or the end of this group's group phase, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. As I said, Galway are so structured, and I suppose the new scene laboured up all at times for a better word. Um, will they and Sunny Ground just open up a bit more? And maybe there's a few more holes there for Westmead to kind of go at. and um, so. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think the weather will play a lot, as, as Sean Oak said there with, with Tyrone and Galway there a few weeks ago. It was Salt Hill's a big, a big, a big place, but um, conditions played a factor as well. So um, hopefully, it'll the, the the pitch will play to our advantage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Sean Oak, you, you talked there about Galway players that might come into the team, but for these players, if poor does. Give the opportunity. It's it's the opportunity there for players to
2: try and cement a spot in this team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that that said, I I would think that you know if if you know I know it's very much a squad a squad game now, but I think Parick knows his or he's very close to his best fifteen. Um, I suppose, you know, there are a couple of, of, of question marks. So so where does Killian McDade play? Do you play Where does he s- play for you? I like if he plays at seven, I mean, what a luxury. Um, you know, to have him as as your wing back, um, you know, that's huge, but that depends then on we say John Maher, you know, who had a fantastic league. Um you know, did okay against Sligo. Was a bit quiet the last day. Uh, I think he was taken off at some point in the second half. So, you know, um, he he probably need to up his performance a wee bit in order to allow Killeen McDade to stay at number um, at number seven. And um, I mentioned the own Kelly. You know, possibly as a as another cornerback instead of. Possibly Johnny McGrath, even though Johnny McGrath has been done has has done superbly. It looks as if the goalie situation is you know that Conor Gleeson is the firm number one, uh, and then up front, you know you've your you've you've Comer, you've Welsh, you have Peter Cook, you have Manny Tierney, you have Johnny Heaney, and Burke. and Ian Burke. That looks like you're you know your starting six. You've Robert Finnerty waiting on the wings, but you know it's you know, teams teams evolve as they go through the Championship, even though, you know, there's teams that get to an All-Ireland Final, you know, usually there's only maybe one question mark over maybe, over maybe one position at that stage. So, Porrick is pretty close to, you know, to that at this stage of the Championship, you know, whether or which they go any further. Um, you know, I think... Injury-wise, we've been, you know, last year and this year we've been reasonably lucky. There hasn't been mm-hmm. any, like, I mean, I suppose the biggest get I out think of jail
1: like the biggest one this weekend, whether he's fit or not.
2: Yeah, well, actually, I heard an interesting one about him. Seemingly, he broke his jaw about two or three years ago, which necessitated a plate being inserted into his jaw, which actually prevented it from breaking against Tyrone. Now that that's what that's what I've heard and I've you know that he's he's fine. Um but like the biggest get out of jail cards that we've used has been the Damien Comer uh, knee injury against Russ there in the league.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean that's I was something
1: we were on this show.
2: <laughs> oh yeah I yeah because I, I think I said that if he was gone our season's over, you know um but luckily, you know, it was only bone bruising or something like that. But look at like you—if you're a manager, you want the players, everybody on the panel thinking. I if I play well, I have a chance of making the team. You know, I mean, it's it's a hard like because in reality that's not the case, but it's it it's a hard thing to juggle. Um, you know, trying to keep everybody, you know. Like in no, no, interest is the wrong word, but you know, feeling that they have a very good chance of playing some, some, you know, some part, um, you know, in the championship run. But, um, you know, Saturday, like, you know, s- s- he's not going to put out a weekend team or like that on Saturday against Westmead, but he might, you know, he might, he might throw in sort of maybe some curveball. In terms of a of a of a of a, of a first fifteen, Jared, just on Westmead's matchups, um,
1: who, who do you expect now? Westmead, obviously Shane Walsh, Damien Comer, probably the two big matchups for them. Who, who's going to pick them up for the weekend?
3: Just can't be giving away the secrets here, can
1: eh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I? Um, you—I don't know. You'd imagine. Um, Ken McGuire might go on Walsh or Comer. Um, has Ronan Wallace been injured, or is it just not straight? He hurt his hand. No, I think okay. he's on the way back with not to risk him. Um so there's a lot of football still to be played. Um he's he's a big loss now, in fairness. Um, he has it lot. he adds a lot of X factor to our, our back line there. Um, but I just I think I suppose from a goal's perspective, they all need attention. And you know, I think Westmead's structure and how how they play will be how they'll nullify the threats and how they how they utilise the ball. I think if they if they get turned over and are sloppy in possession, they're in big trouble. And I suppose that can be for any intercounty team. You know, they, everyone has X factor in their forward line, but um, with matchups, it's it's hard to know. I think I think Westmead will actually go right and say it here. Everyone has to, has a good fellow to mark. They're just going to line out one to seven, and um, any good forward lines rotating and there you'll have Comer in for a minute. You'll have Shane Walsh in for a few minutes. So it's been it's been comfortable in your in your system and in your structure, and trusting the lads around you.
1: For 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 Galway supporters, Jerry's been fascinating. Um, Sean Kelly at back first because Ross Common. Had Dylan Moran a midfielder, and they tried to man-mark Sean Kelly, and it's—I'm sure as a forward, it's something you absolutely hate when you see this type of back, and he's going to run forward at any stage he gets, particularly when he's number three on his back, and that's that's going to be a big challenge for Westmead this weekend.
3: Yeah, and like, there's such running power. Um, It's just interesting to even see here Sean saying about. um, Killian McDade, he nearly prefer to have him wing back. I think he's, he's nearly too far away from goals there. You know, he was the best midfielder in the country um, last year. I remember looking on the iron, finally, he probably went under the radar because the 2 is just gave an exhibition. But he probably finished with six points for play um, that day. He missed two kind of scoreable efforts. But, um, yeah, a nightmare. But, again, uh, further down the lane, looking from goal point of view, Will he be able to do that going up against Dublin and Kerry and these sides? Um, we know that the genius of Clifford and all like that, he's not going to be tracking them the whole way down the field. So I suppose if once he doesn't get turned over or if there isn't a bad pass or something like that, that he's exploited there, um, of course, he's a huge threat. As you said, it's great that the other teams are focusing that far down the field that, He's actually um, taking the attention off your forward line, who you want taking the shots and goal. But um, yeah, just look, you have threats everywhere. That's that's just the reality of
1: it. A few key matchups for goal as well, Sean. You could see a battle here between uh, Sean Kelly and John Heslin this weekend.
2: Yeah, you could. Um, I mean, obviously, John Heslin wore 14 against Armagh. Um Sean Kelly's our full back, but like Jared knows this better than me, but I would say in the highlights reel against uh, Armagh, like John Heson kind of was out the pitch, I noticed on a few, he doesn't stay in there all the time, would that be a fair point? Um, You know, he's not, like I'm not sure, Like, but is he a target man all the time in there? I'm sure he is obviously some of the time, but I think he drifts out. Um. I suppose he would want to be careful. Like, Sean Kelly is very unusual. I know we've spoken about him before. Um, Just, like, how many full-backs are attacking threats? Um, There's very few, really, that have the same end product as as Sean Kelly. I don't think, you know, there was a call there for, you know, for Sean Kelly to be moved out to the middle of the park. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. he played there last year in the Division 2 League final against Roscommon, but he just doesn't seem to be able to um make the same runs from further out the field yes. that than he's able to do at full back and i think it's because um you know when you're playing in a position for so long like he is at full back you 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 you, you know your moments when you have to go it's a different canvas when you're out in the middle of the park and also i suppose you've been marked you know a small bit more tightly um, but certainly if those two are up against each other and they're marking each other, on, and, and I, I'd expect they will uh, on Saturday, it'll be, you know, the, 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 the first thing, you know, you pay for your price of your ticket and that's, you know, that, that's sort of box office matchup that you, you know, you want to see, you know, two top quality footballers. Um, I think John Heslin, anytime I see him, you know, he's just—he's a brilliant footballer. Um, you know, and obviously you know him personally, like But he seems to have a, a very kind of a relaxed attitude towards the whole thing. Seems to be a level-headed guy who enjoys his football, but does his farming. You know, um, yeah. you know, and 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 still, like he looks in superb shape. Um, you know, but just seems to be a real a real leader as well. So like he, he he's West, I suppose Damien Comer or, 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 or Shane Welch, but you know, certainly a great player. Okay. Uh, How
3: just, he yeah, no, just just to add on that, I think I think John has to be I suppose clever the way he plays um Sean Kelly at the weekend. If I was marking him, I'd be dragging him into that full back lane as much as possible. Um because if if John kind of drifts out a bit, It's probably playing into Sean Kelly's hands. So I suppose you're trying to exploit, we'll say, Sean Kelly's weakness, for a better word. Like, he doesn't really want to be in the full-back lane. It really seems that he's used there because, I don't know if you have an alternative there, but it'd be right in saying that. um, He wouldn't be, I don't know, like, is he a tough man-marker that you'd associate in your full-back lane? Um, so I think... If I was Desi in there, I'd be kind of saying, right, here, do you know something? Okay, he needs attention, obviously, when Galway we had the ball. But here, if he's if he's matching up with you, let's drag him back into that full back line. He's not gonna run 150 yards every single time. Do you know what I mean? So um I do think it'll be a very interesting matchup. I do think um both will have a huge say in it. And it'll be interesting to see who
2: comes out with that. Yeah, just one you know, one thing about Sean Kelly that you know, the more you see him play full-back, the more you notice. He doesn't break forward, let's say a goal where three or four points up and they don't need a score from him. He's happy to stay back there. But it's it's kind of when they need, you know, when they need a score, when they need a moment of inspiration, that's when he does it. Um, so if I was Desi Dolan, you know, that's that's when you mark him. It's when... You know, when you get really tight on him, when, when Galway need a score, because there's nothing sure that he's going to, you know, just try and provide that inspiration. And Sean would you like to see, would you like to see Galway on the front foot
1: in this game and maybe bring more numbers forward? Because maybe against Tyrone, maybe it was the weather conditions now, but there definitely was stages where it was maybe a bit too slow a ladder.
2: Yeah, it, well, it was, and I think Porik referenced that in in a post match interview. Especially when you know we were down to thirteen men, or they were down to thirteen men for ten minutes. We were still a bit ponderous in possession. Um, you know, I mean, dare I say it? But you know, people used to people used to, you know, I suppose not criticize, but get frustrated. Uh, maybe three or four years ago. Or you know when Galway used to play like that, and um, you know we were very ponderous and and we moved away from that. But you know there was a touch of it last Saturday against Tyrone. And um, I think you know I did I did mention earlier about um you know timing your run in the you know if you are to get to you know an All Ireland final and compete in it. But, but at the same time, you know, okay, we gave we gave a good performance. Against Sligo in the Connacht kind of final, but I think on Saturday, you know the the would say the opposition would be of a much higher caliber Westmead than 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 Sligo. I think what you said there, you know, on the front foot, um, yeah, it wouldn't do any harm to you know to you know f- for their confidence uh, to have a, have a have a have a you know have a right go at it. And you know what I said earlier there, you know three or four of the forwards to be on song to kind of have that as your as your aim, um, you know rather than you know kind of hoping it'll happen later on if that's if you uh, progress.
1: Jerry, you're 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 obviously very hopeful this weekend, but do you just see go having a bit too much here?
3: You'd imagine so. Let's be honest, they're the form team, I said, in the county or in the country. So um I suppose it was like going to our mag game, going on form. you'd be like, here, if we got within five or six, it'd probably be like, okay, it was a decent performance. Well, but I said, form advantage um plays a huge factor. Hopefully the lads recover quick enough, uh, I suppose emotionally, physically, that they can um put in a big performance. I know they've played in a a couple of challenges against Galway recently, we'll just say over the last six months or whatever. So, they'll have some data there and they'll have some video analysis stuff there already and I suppose comparisons and matchups. So like, um, I just hope, I do hope they go out, I do hope they have build on last weekend, take the learnings from it um, and just keep developing it. And as I said, that's all you can ask for from, from Westmead point of view. I just think it'd be inter- it's interesting just from what Sean was saying there with, I suppose you'd like to see Galway going up a step we'll say in performance uh, it's, it'd be interesting to see managers take on how they actually manage this period is it mm. a time to get a bit more into the legs or like are, are teams training hard now we'll say, are Dublin saying right okay it's not something Three teams go through over four here. We're going to train hard. It's the last team to get a good block of training in maybe I'm a bit a little bit heavy legged, but it's going to it's going to um play dividends in another than semi-final or quarter final. So I think you have to take that into account as well. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I do think you could say your top teams are using this time to really get the last bank of work in um before the
1: big, big games will set. Yeah, because even if you look at you obviously have the game this weekend and then there's a break, but then you have your last group game and I think I don't think there's a break between the last group game and the prelim quarterfinals. So it's 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 really it's really this weekend, Sean, o, where I think you're gonna see a rise in tempo for most teams here this weekend because it's it's starting to heat up now.
2: Yeah, it is, but like at the same time you know, three out of four teams go through. So yeah. Um, I'd say maybe the last round, I think Gerr mentioned it there, you know, uh if 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 teams have something to play for in the last round, that's when you'll really see uh, the temperature rising. I mean, we saw it with the Munster Hurling Championship, how you know it's a different game when if, if you're out if you're beaten, you're gone. Uh, so that's not that's not gonna happen until maybe well, not maybe, but until the last uh, fix, or, you know, um, the, really? the last set of fixed, the last round, yeah. But, no, that's interesting what you said, Joe, about, you know, teams, you know, like possibly Dublin because they have been, you know, fairly flat. I'm expecting them now to, yeah. I'm expecting them to catch fire sometime. And, you know, I still think there's an All-Ireland in that group, you know, before they sign off on their wonderful careers. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. Some teams could be doing that. Uh, I'm not a sports scientist, so I don't know. Um, it's it's new. Everyone's showing, so
3: you know, like this this, yeah. this this format's new. So like, uh, it'll be huge learnings from from the management perspective to say, right, this is a template how we manage this new format. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think there's yeah. a lot of stabbing in dark there. Whoever whoever wins the All Ireland is probably going to have the strongest panel. To play from because there's still a lot of football to play, um, as you said. The temperatures going to rise. Their games are going to come thick and fast. So it's whoever manages that time period, isn't it? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's just it's just funny that it, like with Dublin, there I suppose you're saying like they've been flat and you're waiting for them the catch fire, but in the games that re- as you said really mattered, they completed the splash of Derry, probably the most informed team in the country at the time annihilated Loud as well so like I think they're experts in just timing their run at the right time and like they've got that from winning 5 or 6 All-Irelands in a row you know that you have a nucleus of 10 players there that have been there and done it so it's just interesting there's loads of talking points on it isn't
2: there yeah there is no that that's interesting what you said about um, you know the annihilating uh, Loud and during the league final you know games that I suppose you know there was a bit of silverware for the Derry match and and for the Louth game. So you're right. Whereas the last day against Roscommon, you know they, they were so pedestrian in the first yeah. half, but they just have such an abundance of riches. Um, you know that I know we're veering. I know this is a go or a go we were in but um, you know I I just think Dublin, you know they're just I, I think they'll catch fire at some stage. It's just
3: timing your run. It's whatever times the run best is going to see it
1: out, you know. Donald, do you just expect Galway to have too much here on Saturday?
2: Um, I, I I would think so. Um, you know, I think I think they'll treat Westmead with the utmost of respect. Um, I was just looking at the 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 bookies. I don't bet, but um, Galway are one to ten. And Westmead, they're thirteen to two, and the handicap is plus seven, which is like that's a that's a fair handicap now. Uh, I I don't know if I'd agree with that, um, but I I would expect uh, Galway to, to to win the game on Saturday, and maybe not win it comfortably on the scoreboard, but at the very least, you know, be in control. They never looked like they were going to be beaten against Tyrone. You know, to have that same level of 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 control over the game, um, I'd expect that on Saturday. The big question I have is, who's going to wear the maroon jerseys? (laughs) (laughs) So I I like our white ones, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Imagine with me to be wearing them this weekend at home. Yeah, Yeah. You could have, you could have two teams wearing both of their weight kits. It often happens. Um, well, we saw,
2: but, we saw, we saw, no, just mean, just something, something we saw Derry and Armand. I mean, something went bad there, or something yeah. went on in the background. I would say one, one wouldn't roll the other it over. either. Well, please yeah. God, we're both not yeah. wearing
1: maroon this weekend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it, like we'll, we'll recognize West. They ruined the maroon jersey with the big Renault logo. On the front, I That's think it's gone, Did I not the see it? Did I not you're, see it?
3: No. You're not. Aye, hey, you're not a staunch as West supporter by any means. So sorry, <laughs>
2: apologies. Apologies. I was looking at the retro jersey. I actually think it was more at
3: the, the Nice jersey this year, so, nice, so here. <laughs> well, and, and I did and the odds were the exact same for the Armagh game, please. So I'll yeah, have, yeah, there. yeah,
2: that's fair I'll
1: enough. Have, yeah, I have the I have the house in sleeve, so I have this again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there, any any places you're recommending on Saturday for Galway supporters to go to before the game? Plenty of sp- were you in the flat last year, lads?
3: No, no, no I the flat, no. No, the No, I know. Mullingar no. is a spot now. Been, there'd be a good. there be a good atmosphere around. Um. Especially bringing a big team to town, you know. Um, There won't be a lack of food or drink wherever
2: you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Very good.
1: Yeah, no, as as I was saying, it's Goy Westmead, Saturday uh, round two uh, of the All-Ireland series. Uh, Goy looking to make it two out of two and Westmeath will be looking to get their first win in the campaign. So it's it's a huge game uh, to look forward to. That's all we have on our podcast for today. And if you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. It helps the channel grow and everything. But uh, lads, thanks a million for coming on.
2: Thank you.
0: We are now delighted to announce our second sponsor of the podcast. Harper Finley, our professional service recruitment company operating nationwide, and are dedicated to helping people find their dream job.